At some point, I'm going to chug this White Claw. Oh, fuck. That'll be fun for the listeners. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. I'm Alton. With me, as always, is Reese. Hello, Reese. Hi. Um, and I think this is going to be a real low-key, low-energy episode. You know, that's not a bad thing. It's going to be chill. We're just vibing out. Uh, the vibes, however, are pretty <laughs> rank. You know, those, <laughs> the Mask of the Red Death vibes <laughs> that we know and love. Uh, basically, yeah. We're actually doing this as the debate is happening. And I'm just going to wait for people to, like, clip the best parts, which is just Bernie talking. Because, yeah. man, I don't know if I could take watching watching a video of Bernie being like, Joe's my best friend. Uh, we kiss each other. We hold hands. But today we're practicing social distancing. <laughs> I'm willing to call watching the debates, like, I'm, like, in serious argument for calling the debates self-harm. Huh? Like you have the, just like straight up like state TV moderators asking the most fucked up questions. Just be like, uh, to Mr. Biden, do you believe that the Chinese race deserves <laughs> to die? <laughs> and then Joe Biden will be like, let me be clear. It depends on the Chinaman. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's Joe being racist, not me. And then uh, <laughs> and then liberals online will be like, he's improved so much. He's <laughs> just like, he's adopted a part of, of Bernie's let's not murder all the Chinese policy. <laughs> yeah. Just so to you get, have to vote for him now. We have to. Bernie if bros. You dirty Bernie bros who we've been degrading and insulting and gaslighting for like the past three months now is the time for you to come together with us disgusting spineless liberals to elect a man who will walk off stage during the presidential address to go and <laughs> sniff like a 12 year old's hair 100 percent. to me i'm kind of going into zen mode with this election same because uh at least the primary because it goes two ways and it's win-win one bernie wins that's great there's no more problems in the world he wins right um, all of two, our dicks grow three inches i'll be very excited I, to have a four inch <laughs> dick um <laughs> I, i'm i'll be excited to have a one inch dick uh, oh yours is an any? That math uh, <laughs> um, but the other half of it is in the general it will pleasure me so greatly <laughs> to not vote for biden in one of three to five states that actually matters <laughs> like uh, it, uh, voting i don't know who's running for the green party just jason Voorhees of the green <laughs> party just write that name down, and then every time anybody gets mad online for the next 35 years, I just post the picture of my, uh, my write-in vote exactly at them, and then just mute the thread. That is a... Uh, yeah, as I, I think it's... As I die of diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically... Um my stance as well that like i voted for hillary clinton in 2016 and i kind of to be honest with you i kind of regret it like knowing what i know now i feel like i had been like completely duped into just being like i'll vote blue no matter who mm -hmm. bullshit even though they completely rigged the primary against bernie yeah and I feel like this time around, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to keep my fucking dignity and not vote for a person who has, like, Alzheimer's just because he's not Trump. Like, listen, I might, there might be a version of an establishment Democrat I vote for over Trump. 
But mm-hmm. I am not voting for anybody who has sexual harassment complaints against them. I am simply not. It's not going to happen. Um, and yeah, I, I have voted for the Democrats twice in my voting career uh, with Barack Obama in 2008 and mm-hmm. Hillary in 2016. And I feel shitty about both of them. You know what I don't feel shitty about? Voting for Nader. Leaving <laughs> it blank in 2012. You know, it's you're voting. I know, I understand why somebody would get duped into the idea that you have to, you know, close ranks with the Democratic Party. You know, you know, it's the shock doctrine stuff. But it it's it, it never ends. The crisis has been going on for twenty years, and the Democrats haven't figured out how to work it. So personally, I can't do it. Same. Okay, so like, there's this very int- good video that Glenn Greenwald posted from um, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell, where he's basically talking about how the DNC never fucking has to listen to the left because they know they won't vote for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, every single fucking time, like when we first were going into this election, before like the whole Bernie or bust thing, or people worrying about young people not voting for Joe Biden, which... Thankfully, now they're fucking piss scared about it. But previously, all you heard from like these MSNBC fucking asshole pundits was like, oh, is Bernie going to scare away all the centrist voters? Like they never fucking worried about losing the left for a second to the point where they're like, we will actively elect somebody shittier because we feel like that's better for our constituency. And it's like, no, you can't have my fucking vote. Like, even if it means four more years of Trump, so fucking what? You still don't deserve it. Like, I don't know. My tech is that, I I agree 100%, is that having, like, paid way too much attention to the presidential election since 2000 is that there's always this one attitude when they're running for president, which makes sense. But, you know, they drop the needs of the left immediately. Watching mm. Barack Obama go, yes, we can, I believe in you. Then, like, right after winning the presidential election, trashing his grassroots organization that got him elected and nominating Larry Summers to take care of the crisis that Larry Summers helped start. It's just <laughs> insane. And they're just like they're just like yeah, we just did that shit. What are you gonna do? Vote for the Republicans? And yeah, and a lot of people fucking said, well, I guess so. One hundred percent, because you know he's an inspirational fi- figure or whatever. He's out. Look, he's non-establishment. That's what like gave him so <laughs> much fucking like momentum with independence. Is like there were so many credulous rubes who thought that he was really going to be different and that he was going to end America's involvement in like a foreign wars we shouldn't be in and that he would mm-hmm. like renegotiate these disastrous trade deals like Donald Trump fucking on like on everything except immigration ran to the left of Hillary Clinton in 2016 <laughs> I mean the thing is ultimately for me is that people of the democratic ilk dumbasses you know yeah for better or worse <laughs> uh, that side of the aisle greatly outnumber like conservatives and republicans but right. the system is just structured in such a way to defend the castle that the gop has built up around this country and rather than framing it as like a systematic problem of corruption among the GOP, the Democrats going like, well, because you don't want to die, huh? you're irresponsible. To me, is so fucking infuriating that yeah. I don't give a shit that if Joe Biden is 3% better than Trump, I'm never <laughs> going to vote for him. I, like, I agree he is 3% better than Trump. I think that is probably true. I don't give a shit. Fuck yeah. y'all. <laughs> and, um, with that resounding battle cry of the burnt of the dead end Bernie Bros, we're moving on to our next topic. So, Reese, yes, 
We are here today to talk about a global pandemic, a disease which threatens to destroy the very fabric of our society. I don't even know what you're going to say, uh, but I'm laughing. I am, of course, talking about podcasting. <laughs> and, oh, oh, I guess the coronavirus, too. Uh, everybody's got a podcast now. Yeah. Can't. It's threatening to destroy human relationships. All relationships are parasocial. Even the people we know personally, people we've had on as guests, they have their own content on their own platform, and that makes them parasocial to us. Yes. Um, but no, the real coronavirus has been in the news, and uh, it turns out video game time has not been immune to, <laughs> to the, the scourge of this disease. Uh-huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. So there are like three fucking st- stories I've got on here. So the biggest and perhaps most significant one is that E3 has been canceled. Hell yeah, bitch. We got them. Air horn noise. I mean, who could have predicted that that E3 would have died in this way as instead of the way it was looking like, which is just people just stopped showing up to it? It is amazing that like the last three years of E3 has just been like shitty packs with all the same kind of like background journalists the um interviews and like mm. coverage um and it's just like <laughs> and the mass rooking of gamers which you know i i enjoy i like but i right. can't imagine why it would work and then last year after they just doxed like yeah journalist, <laughs> they were just like oops uh oh, sorry poopsie that's fucking <laughs> to see it yeah I mean, I'm not sure what else to say about it. It's just like, both of these articles are just like, um, the fucking uh, game industry is being hit by coronavirus. Um, specific, I mean, E3, it's just like, I think they should just not come back. <laughs> I think that what other major publishers have shown is that they can just stream their own announcements at like mm-hmm. a fraction of the cost. And, like, do it on a different day so there's more attention paid to them. Really, what we're seeing here is uh, video killing the radio star, in my opinion. 100%. I think the two things I find kind of interesting about this news is, first, is that it does seem like it's going to be kind of a bummer for, like, very small game devs. Because E3 was always the place that you went to get lucky not only because it was uh, you were finally going to get laid, but also <laughs> you had the chance of meeting with a, you know a bigger publisher or something like that because that was the one place where everybody's there in one room in America. There's also the Gamescom and a couple other places, but E3 was one, really one of the big ones. And it's a shame there's going to be no real replacement for that unless you're going to one of the other conventions. But the other thing yeah. I find interesting, and you see this outside of gaming too, is that the coronavirus is acting as basically this final jolt to the system that everybody already knows needs to get changed, but you couldn't put enough leverage onto it to get that change made. Like everybody has known for a couple years now that E3 has been a pretty dicey <laughs> proposition. But you know, and every single time people go to E3, they get fucking sick. Like, if that's one thing I, everyone knows about, like the con flu, like if yeah. you go to a big convention, you'll come back with like the cold or the flu or some shit. Yeah. And now, you know, you can just do it as normal where, you know, it's basically the Nintendo Direct formula where you just have your. 45 minute live stream and then you know people put it on their twitch and cover it live whatever it's a whole lot more efficient um but you see the same thing kind of like in larger systems with the coronavirus where at&t just suspends its data cap yeah and you're just like yeah because we all knew that that was bullshit you (laughs) were perfectly fine with that and you see so many instances of you know like the you know, canceling evictions for three months, et cetera. It's just like, okay, we exactly. know that this can happen. 
but with, it there's doesn't. enough leverage. But it doesn't because y'all dicks. Yeah, like these concessions are being made to us because they are perfectly capable of doing this. But up until now, it was in the market's best interest to squeeze every single penny it could from us. And now it's putting so much stress on the system that if they were trying to run things like they normally do, where they just take advantage of people, it would literally collapse. Yeah, 100%. And I think I agree with the people out there saying is that we need to fight tooth and nail to not not switch back speaking of human rights which they're finally giving back to us uh i have two things let's see here's a tweet from ranch at elk halifag the government be like due to coronavirus we will be providing human rights (laughs) (laughs) which is so Uh, fucking true and this pretty much (laughs) and this article is related to it this comes to us from kotaku says, Japanese porn company makes 200 movies available for free due to coronavirus. Oh, man. Finally, our human rights are being recognized. <laughs> we need a second bill of rights, a porn bill of rights, a Coomer's <laughs> bill of rights. Oh, my God. Okay, now we're, we're going to be the tip of this spear. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I don't know what else you want to say about this coronavirus. It's just like, it's cool. We finally have a modern plague that people can't just like, like in the 20th century was a story of how uh, humanity conquered these plagues of like, of the industrial era, like having vaccines against polio and shit like that. And now we've moved into an age where reaction has left open these huge vulnerabilities. Our healthcare system has been systematically dismantled and privatized for for for-profit industries. And our people have become so, I don't know what the, how to explain it, like alienated. They become so Mm -hmm. distrustful of institutions that you have these movements like the anti-vax movement. Here's another thing that has been fucking been insane online is that people have been so fucking broken brained that instead of reacting to the coronavirus like a virus they're treating it like a terrorist attack yeah uh, that's what i was gonna bring up fucking the chuds have decided that what they're gonna do in defiance of these panicky libtards is fucking all go out in public crowd restaurants and bars and just sneeze into each other's faces just lick handrails (laughs) it's incredible it's it's truly amazing um you know i i hate to bring it up again but mask of the red death is such a perfect story for the moment like it used to be like people would read that story and they were just like oh is this like a metaphor for something it's just like no this is just how like the rich are gonna party as they all die of diseases because they're fucking morons the absolute favorite and you know it's it's very broad on twitter right now we've all seen it but the red robin girl who's just like (laughs) responding to AOC being like, I just went to a crowded Red Robin, and I'm 30. It was delicious, and I took my sweet time eating oh my, my meal, God. because this is America, and I'll do what I want. And <laughs> after 35,000 replies ratioing her, telling her she's a dipshit, her response is so perfectly American, where she is just like, Red Robin should give me some free burgers because I'm giving a free advertisement. It's a free oh. advertising. Snip, snap, good night. And I'm just like... Jesus Christ. And it's, and it's not just like you can't... Even if you're young, you are less likely to die. Three out of a hundred is, is plenty, <laughs> you know, for, yeah. for, for your death. But even if you get it and don't die... It is extraordinarily unpleasant. You hear stories, uh, people who are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and they can't eat because they're coughing so much that their throat is raw. It's just like, you don't want this even if you're not going to die. 
we don't know enough about it to confirm that you have a complete immunity once you get it once. You know, just don't be fucking moronic or just do just just do. It's hilarious to watch yeah. all of these people that I hate just <laughs> spit into each other's mouths. It's with true. Just glee and fervor. Like, I understand where if you, like, have a job and you're like, I can't not go to my job yeah. and I'm out in front of these people. It's, let's go to the bar and, you know, every time we take a sip of the beer, you pass it on down to the left. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing that really sucks about this. We can't even wallow in imagining the people we hate the most uh, suffering. Because yeah, true. in this sort of situation, lots of people are going to suffer the consequences of the idiots doing this shit. People who hopefully have more than two brain cells. The whole thing, like, where people are calling this the boomer remover, I'm quite guilty of, like, feeling a kind of vindictive glee when I think about, like, the recalcitrant, just calcified, upper-class boomer assholes who, like, voted for Trump who voted for Biden, just getting their just desserts. But as many, many, many people have pointed out, they are not going to be the ones suffering the most. Those people, they are usually rich enough to have access to health care. They're usually, they're old, but they're not like immunocompromised. So like the people who are going to suffer for this are like people who have immuno, uh, immunocompromised. Uh. Well, that's all getting cut. <laughs> okay, maybe it stays in just because it's funny. Uh, immunocompromised people and old people who are not rich enough to afford health care, i.e. the ones most likely to be sympathetic to the left. The most depraved, decadent, and disgusting thing about all of this, too, is that all of these shitheads that we're talking about yeah. they're the ones who are going to be hoovering up all the resources that are already meager while not necessarily who we're talking about but still kind of in the same vein when they um when the nba had their big testing spree i forget what state it was but they like tested every player and that's when they decided to suspend the rest of the season because some of the players uh, had tested positive. That mm. wasn't like a special allotment for the NBA. That was that entire state's like testing <laughs> supply. Yeah. That I doesn't that. get to go to the population. And it's like a hundred that... tests for an entire state. This is insane. Oh man. Capitalism is amazing. It it absolutely rules. My sister works in a clinic. Oh um, shit! So so it's already we're nervous, but even more so than that. Like you just the stories he's telling me is just like of how woefully unprepared. And by the time this episode comes out, like I would be happy to be wrong and for this to be paranoia talk. But I think the tone will have markedly shifted from our recording time because. Yeah. The way, even if you had the test and you wanted to do the right thing because you know in your heart you have the corona, the deadly corona. Right. Um, unless you meet this absurd standard, you can't get tested. And if you can't get tested, you can't get quarantined. So you go just there living your life screaming at the government, I, I'm a danger and they're they're just like, well, you know, you didn't come from Korea, so are you really? And it's it's absurd. Yeah, yeah and they're gonna be like that fucking bill. Like, I, I'm not familiar with the specifics of it, but like, I believe Pelosi like passed this bill um, through the House that was like supposedly like it's supposed to give people compensated workers time off, but it leaves millions and millions of people off the list. If you have over some number of workers, like if you if your company has more than 200 workers, so basically mm. either you're a small business or if you're over 200, you're probably massive. Right. So it's just like McDonald's, Amazon, Walmart, all those, the people that employ the most people 
are the ones who are not going to get protected. And they're just like, well, we had to pass something. Oh, my God. Couldn't... They have a majority in the House. And they're just <laughs> cackling. Yeah. And the Republicans are just cackling. Just like, hey, yeah, that's right, motherfuckers. Die, poor people. And they're just yeah. like, well, we have to work with those across the aisle. I hate Democrats. Like, this election has clarified one thing for me that I don't think I maybe knew intellectually but didn't internalize completely. And that is that the Democratic Party is just as much our enemy as the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. Like, no lesser of two evils bullshit. They are literally the people we have to go through to get to the Republicans. Like, there is no future in which we are able to meaningfully combat the neoliberal rot of this country without the destruction or complete reformation of the Democratic Party. And people always say, they're just like, well, they don't, that means you're supporting the Republicans. It's, no, I fucking hate the Republicans. Right. I wish the Democrats did, too. They didn't stand <laughs> up and clapped. When, like, it's that picture of Elizabeth Warren clapping for Donald Trump while Bernie was sitting down. Yeah. And that's a comment. It's like, America would not be a socialist country. And then just like, if you keep running it like this, it will be. It will be <laughs> 1917 all over again. Just you fucking wait. To quote uh, Leslie Lee of Struggle Session, Seems like an oversight to make guns cheaper than insulin. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Just to finish that thought, in Barack Obama's presidency, they were eight years of just putting their head in the sand and digging their heels in against everything he wanted. It didn't matter. If it was a resolution to say the, the sky was blue, mm -hmm. they would fucking cut their wrists on the senate floor screaming the sky was purple <laughs> like and just just to disagree with them and just to fight with them and you know i hate the republicans but i respect them so much more just because they actually are believing and fighting for these things in a way that the party that's supposedly my party yeah. never will they just let them gerrymander and let them take more and more control because they don't care it doesn't really affect them it's like getting into a political argument with somebody who has good health insurance and they're just yeah. like well listen i don't like my health insurance and i'm like motherfucker you can still go to a doctor that's why you don't particularly care that you know, Elizabeth Warren's plans are to the right of Bernie's because you're just like, well, you know, it's it's a great plan. It's like, I don't give a shit. We should kind of shoot as high as possible. We have to be as concerned about the people as possible. And you just can't argue that when you're already, when you've already got yours. It's an, we live in an insane society. And listen, folks, it's time to go Joker mode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did that enough. Yeah, last time. but no, like I, I fully agree with like Matt Chrisman in that it is time to to just Jokerify yourself. You will never change anything. Listening, like having the rules dictated to you by the Democratic Party, the only way you're ever going to get them to bend the fucking knee is if they. Are, are aware that we will fucking, we will take the giant pile of money and set it on fire. Uh, we are here to send a message. We will take our ballot votes and just fucking, like, eat them in front of Nancy Pelosi. 100%. I'm really, I'm probably would vote third party just because I yeah. think giving the Green Party that mandate is good. Exactly. But if, but if the Twitter buzz is especially angry about one particular person that day. Like, if there's an article about Felix Peterman <laughs> in the New York Times, and everybody, and Sadie Doyle, and all those people are screaming just about how, like, problematic they are. I'll, I'll write in Felix Peterman. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. <laughs> the most Joker-fied chapo. Well, I don't know. Matt's pretty Joker-fied. Um, I think the, the, um, the expert's opinion on that one is that Matt is Joker-fied, 
and Felix Biederman is Metal, Metal Gear Solidified. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that there's an argument that maybe... Well, I don't know. This is this this is going to be a, a a premium episode arguing who is the most Jokerified. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like Amber is also very outside of the 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 standard understanding of things. Right. Um, and I I might stealth say Amber kind of edges them out. Although Matt certainly fits the bill a whole lot more. The suit fits Matt better. Yeah. Hang on, I'm making a tweet that will make people mad. Good, do it. I'm gonna your tweet's gonna load and it's just gonna be Metal Gear Solid 3 sucks. <laughs> it is done. Okay, hold on. I don't understand why people are worrying about getting toilet paper. Just take all the unused voting ballots when the Dems make Biden nominee. <laughs> Retweet. <laughs> it's a low hanging fruit, but I'm gonna swing at it. It's it's good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you followed your dreams during the recording for this one. <laughs> All right. So I guess, are, are you ready to move on, Reese? Yeah, let's if move on. If we can on. truly enough move on from this. Enough of this bullshit. We got a couple of things here that we could take a swing at. Do you want to talk about Sonic Fox or the gaming bed? <laughs> I want to talk about the gaming bed. All right. So initially, <laughs> initially, this was just going to be like a fun light uh bit where we just make fun of the goofy gamer bed uh but in light of like the coronavirus outbreak we will all be getting these to to (laughs) self-quarantine with (laughs) so let me just read this article from the verge just a few questions about this gamer bed let this be my tomb by (laughs) megan of farok manash i probably butchered that but anyway the japanese retailer Bauhut sells a great deal of furniture aimed at gamers, but few can top its one-stop shop for sleep and gaming, like Voltron, but made for people who refuse to use major muscle groups. The Bauhut (laughs) Ultimate Gaming Bed combines an elevated headboard, desk, snack shelves, table holder, and a bed to ensure you'll only have to get up to use the bathroom. Hopefully. The full setup, which turns eight different products into a cocoon, costs roughly a uh, hundred thousand yen or about a thousand dollars. Snacks sold separately. I wake up and move to my <laughs> move from my bed to my desk. A description reads: Why is that so complicated? Gaming bed solves this problem. <laughs> I guess that's true. Far be it for me to judge, but I do have a few quick questions. What is the mask for? Why doesn't this gamer bed come in a bigger size that might accommodate two people? Why doesn't it come in less aggressive colors? What impact might this have on sleep hygiene? Does the gamer onesie come in my size? Is that tube of lo- is that a tube of lotion next to the bed? Why did you include this lotion? My coworker Chaim Gartenberg thinks this cream is Nivea's all-purpose moisturizing cream for all parts of the body. Is this true? <laughs> all right so obviously a gamer bed marketed at gamers is pretty funny Are one you- one sec before you continue though you left out the best part of the article what's that is that it zooms in on the nivea bottle which says the original moisturizing cream helps your skin stay soft and supple Right. And then the article signs off with the <laughs> frowny emoji. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Sorry. Continue. Right. So, like, I really was just ready to just, like, completely make fun of this and not give it a second thought. But I got this. I saw this post from uh, Fatty Atomic Mutant at Where Chicken AU that really made me stop and consider that, like, I don't know, maybe this is actually a good idea. Um, uh, at, at the risk of being sincere and also being woke, they say, ableist slash fat phobes all, ew, this will make us into a wall-e future. But this is a good way to fit a desk, a media center, a bed, some storage into a small space, such as a one-room studio apartment. It's good for people recovering from injury and mobility issues as well. 
And so, and then they go on to say that, like, you know how most as seen on TV stuff are just remarketed disability aids? I think this is something mm-hmm. similar. It's something clearly geared for people who need this, but with gamer colors. And everyone recoiling in disgust just shows how pervasive ableism can be. So, I think that's a really good point. It, there's a high po- probability that this is made for, like, a disabled person. And they just, they just slapped red and black on it and were like, gamers will buy this. I am find that response to be very intriguing. I do think that the bed looks absolutely ridiculous. So I can understand the initial shift oh, to God. ableism as unwoke as it is because I don't know. Come on. I, it's just like that is obviously like not how how it's sold at all. True. And I have the feeling that if you wanted to put something like this together, like for somebody who is disabled or recovering, mm-hmm. like there are probably much better, much cheaper ways you could do it. Like this is the most price gougy way possible. Possibly. To... I mean, I, I honestly think that this might be cheaper. People pr- price gouge the shit out of medical supplies. That is true. That is true. That's a good point. So maybe if you do suffer from like a disability, <laughs> you're going to have to buy the fucking gamer bed. And I'm deeply, deeply sorry. <laughs> you do not deserve to be associated with gamers. Uh, yeah, 100%. Well, it's like uh, you don't have to put the Republic of Gamers monitors up there. You could just put like the, your TV mm-hmm. and have your shelving there for what you need. Um, to be fair, I, if I did have this, I would put the Republic of Gamer monitors up, and I would just wallow in bed all day. <laughs> oh, 100%. I particularly, you know what I would hmm? You cut out. Dangling thing for your cell phone, so you can just <laughs> like, lay completely slack in bed with your phone next to your face, watching whatever delightful content you use to That's keep actually pretty the cool. world at bay. I like that. I mean, as somebody who sat in bed and watched, like, half of uh, Hunters on Amazon, (laughs) like, the most annoying part of that was holding my phone. And yes, I could have got up and sat at my chair or gone downstairs to my couch. But you know what? That wasn't my fucking bed. Yeah. Check and mate. I do like how they have an entire shelf from nothing but room temperature monster energy drink. (laughs) fuck me um (laughs) it sounds so disgusting Uh, (laughs) i already don't like monster right uh at all and so the idea of just chugging i don't know 20 room temperature ones at my bed watching (laughs) pornography free (laughs) japanese pornography on my phone uh, it sounds like a real good life that wouldn't make me even more depressed. <laughs> All right. So I, that is some food for thought. You know, that's one of the things I've actually been thinking about talking more about. Just going straight to dunking on gamers, I think we lose a lot of the context. Just like the wider context of like what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things I've, I really have started to think about and want to emphasize more in like future episodes is the fact that when we talk about quote unquote gamers, it it becomes blatantly obvious to me that like these toxic shithead chuds are just like a very vocal minority of the population of people who game. I agree with that completely. And that's why I, you know, enjoy striking at them so right. vocally is because the the battle cry is this is our hobby. And it's yeah. like, no, it's not. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> nobody nobody cares about Devil May Cry lore outside of like a, a minority of like super fans and like getting, you know, I understand if you want to care about it, that's certainly valid and for you, but as soon as that like emerges outside of the realm of the personal it gets real dumb real fast. It's and it's like we've talked about a thousand times that gamer identity twists like extremely normal and understandable things to the stupidest realm possible. Mm. And that's why I still feel pretty good about dunking on this gamer bed. Like I see if this is the cheapest option available 
for somebody who is disabled or recovering to be able to have like a, a more comfortable life. That is a gross symptom of a broken society, not something that I'm going to necessarily <laughs> celebrate, even though you make a good point that maybe this is could be the cheapest, best solution. Like, I'm not going to blame somebody for getting it if it serves their needs, but I will say it sucks that we can't have just like a $400 functional bed that does all of this, you know? Gamers, are you ready to process some glucose? <laughs> gamer get your gamer branded insulin <laughs> it's energy for your body comes with a free stealth black and mutant green syringe <laughs> have you ever thought while playing your favorite games like Bioshock, how cool it would be to inject yourself with <laughs> with glowing green chemicals. <laughs> well, wait no longer, gamer, because gamer insulin will give you the energy you need to not lose your feet. Improve your aim by having the correct blood sugar level. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. That's our future, folks. <laughs> we're like a year off from that <laughs> for real though the joe biden gamer health insurance plan where the government will pay you to stay home and play video games to stop from spreading the coronavirus oh man i wish yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck this is such like a like that's a good bit but this is such a depressing episode <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I mean, it's a depressing time. I feel like we were bringing as much levity to the darkness as possible. Yeah. If you look at Italy, mm -hmm. like two, three weeks ago, I saw a tweet that was like, what people in Italy were saying was the exact thing that Americans are saying now. Yeah. And it is like, not looking good in Italy at the moment. No. And we are way, let me be clear, we are way dumber than Italians. Let that sink in. I, as much as we love, love to roast the Italians, yeah. um, we, are, we are in such a worse place. It will be fucking bedlam. I cannot get over. My friend's boss said mm -hmm. that this was an infodemic oh, no. of the mislabeling the flu. And I almost oh. just went ape shit there, right there in my chair. <laughs> just, just, just took took a dump and smashed all my electronics and just <laughs> ran out into the forest. Because it's so stupid. It's such a stupid thing to say. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, no, I, I think your hatred is pure, and I respect it. This is the part of the podcast where I'm going to chug this white claw. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the layer. I'm really bringing the tone. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I think it's great. Um, We've gotten too real. I, I think we can balance things out. We got some more lighthearted stories. So <laughs> Sonic Fox has once again proven themselves to be the only good gamer. Sonic Fox has won the latest Mortal Kombat 11 championship and <laughs> has shouted out Bernie Sanders, like, at the end, which is fucking great. Hell yeah. If all gamers were as cool as Sonic Fox, this show would not exist. Absolutely not. I mean, I love Sonic Fox because it immediately contradicts that dumb statement that ninja made like a couple months ago a month ago i don't know time isn't real right where he's just like if you're a real gamer if you're a real competitor you get furious after every loss oh my god you punch your dick after every <laughs> win there is no joy in gaming you just win <laughs> oh my god i fucking almost forgot to mention one of the most important parts he came out on stage where it wrapped in like the trans pride flag Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Yeah, and here it is, Sonic Fox just fucking being chill as fuck. Mm -hmm. Amazing politics. He's so good. And he plays a better, harder games than Ninja does. 
He sure fucking does. I mean, he's a world champion and not just some dipshit streamer. Like, influence does not make you good at the video game. Like, as good... I'm sure Ninja is probably above average at playing that shitty game because that's all he mm-hmm. ever fucking does. Yeah. But, like, if you got him in a room with, like, world champions at that game, like, you know, professional-level players, he'd probably eat shit. I mean, I don't know how, how good Ninja is. I'm going to call Ninja the worst for Fortnite player alive. <laughs> I could fucking take him to town. I'm a lot better than Ninja at Fortnite. We'll never find out because I'm never installing it. I played it once. Um, yeah. <laughs> and... He, it, it it rules. He just went out and he has been stumping for Bernie. The people for Bernie Twitter account gave him his props. And uh, he spent the next like two weeks just fucking owning chuds. And <laughs> yeah, and it's been that's great. A, that's the thing about um, Sonic Fox is that he not only is he like is his politics great, but he's also just like uh, as an S rank trash talker. I mean, I I feel like that comes from just being in, like, the fighting game community because, like, they have – they're well-known for, like, their creative put-downs. Yeah. And um, it's it's just such a great thing to have, like, like somebody out there representing an aspirational figure that people can look up to that isn't fucking ninja. I cannot emphasize how important that shit is. One of the top five dipshits online, the Kung Pao Penis guy, did a tweet where he was just like, Sonic Fox is so annoying. Being gay isn't a personality. And Sonic Fox quote tweeted him dunking on him. And the Kung Pao Penis guy's response was just like, I've been wondering why my menchies have been so uh, trash lately. And it's just like, motherfucker, you got owned. You don't have anything on him. Um, it fucking rules. Yeah. So that's just our, that's our good story for the night. And here's, um, mm-hmm. if you're ready to move on, I'm ready. I'm really looking forward to this. I don't even know what I'm going to say, but I love it. Uh, so Reese linked this to me earlier. <laughs> and it was really one of those moments where, like, the gif of the guy saying, let them fight. <laughs> because, um, Reese, I'll let you I'll let you explain, because this is your, your personal boogeyman, basically. This is really, uh, for deep Vigatwato heads, mm-hmm. um... Gorka was certainly a figure in kind of earlier Chapo history, right. but is not not featured as much now. But he has quote tweeted uh, Devin Faraci. The I don't know. I can't even fully explain it. It's a problem with me. <laughs> but Devin Faraci has gone under my skin for longer than most people have known him because he posted on the same message boards that I posted on. And I would just be like, what the fuck is this dipshit going on about getting aggro back to star Wars. And as time has gone on, he has kind of gotten more woke and used that as a shield to kind of be the same dipshit. He always was Mm. until his fall recently when he got outed as a sexual assaulter. Yeah. But Sebastian Gorka, Quote tweeted Devin Faraci saying, this person, Devin Oh, Faraci. I want to do the voice. I want to do the voice. Okay, do the, do the voice. This comes to us from um, former member of Trump's cabinet and current James Bond villain, Sebastian Gorka. This person, Devin Faraci, thinks President Re- at real Donald Trump not having the coronavirus is bad news. Who's surprised he assaults women? <laughs> With a link to the variety story. Yeah. Where that, that all that came out. Then you want to read the Devin Faraci tweet? Just give them all your hate, Reese. Well, uh, he's quote tweeting a report that says uh, President Trump has tested negative for uh, coronavirus, which cannot be trusted. Yeah, I mean, they can literally just write write fucking anything. Yeah. I mean, they've probably got, like, Trump hopped up on so many amphetamines right now, he could have the plague and not realize it. I can't take all this bad news. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he said. It's pretty lame. It's, 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 it's pretty thing. It's just funny that 
it's such a Devin Farachi has is hiding behind a locked account and it's funny <laughs> that Gorka has just decided just to swing by to own him because he knows <laughs> as we all do that he is probably one of the most ownable figures on the internet right now sorry i just like there are people in the replies just dunking on him <laughs> and it's fucking amazing like this person who i'm assuming is another chud is like look at this person's profile and what it says Tweet others as you would like to be tweeted. I guess they broke their own rule. And it's that fucking Neem Karuli Baba thing. It's like, <laughs> love people, feed people. <laughs> um, it, he's become such a resistance lib type. He's, he, he, he would be happy to profess that he believes all of the policies that Bernie Sanders does. He just has a personal dislike and mistrust. He, he, had, he had a... Sp- spider-man review and he's talking about the vulture and is like his description of the vulture he was just be like we have a bernie bro villain now oh my god a white male who's angry who's at the system and you're just like shut the fuck up you sexual assaulting piece of shit oh yeah devin Fracci strikes me as the type who would say i'm actually to the left of bernie and then say a bunch <laughs> of shit that's like extremely right wing uh i mean and say a bunch of shit that's extremely lib for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's he's a big proponent of the Bernie Bros aren't respecting Biden's black support. <laughs> <laughs> when, you know, it's clearly a generational divide and that right. kind of doesn't really tell the whole story, but he loves that cudgel. That's like what identity politics is to grifters like this asshole. It's like they're nothing but like a shield and a cudgel. And a method for control, even though it's so fucking obvious this person's hollow. Like, they are a soulless automaton that exists to gain clout and just just exploit people. To exploit people and exploit these ideologies or these, uh, these politics of identity in a way that benefits them and nobody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, he's still... You know, I think that there's something to be said about, you know, overstating every person with a Patreon account as a grifter. But I think it applies in this instance because his white Buddhist stick is 100% what he's clinging on to. So he doesn't have to go into the same hole that every other (laughs) person gets dumped into. And I don't know. It's just one of those situations where. I I personally love it. I, I Alton had no idea who Devin Ferracci was for at least the first dozen times I mentioned him. It's like, who's that again? And I'm glad I finally poisoned your brain. <laughs> yeah, I remember all the way back when you did the incel pope, and then you said, said something like Devin Ferracci's zombie army of male feminists, and I was like, oh, that's funny. I don't know who that is. and Um, now i'm seeing two obscure figures battling it out on twitter i'm i'm kind of tempted to retweet this just because it's fucking funny as shit um he i mean he's hated by the nerds on the right too because he hates dc movies and so he got a lot of shit as being like a male feminist and he is the kind of like the person everybody names first when they say that all male feminists are rapists. Just look at Devin Faraci. Um, <laughs> he is like the er male feminist as imagined by like 4chan and shit. He is like a super woke predator. 100%. And it's just like, I don't have any receipts or whatever, but back in, you know, 2002, when everybody was shittier and <laughs> Devin Farachi would be the loudest cheering the shit on. And I know that, you know, I've, nobody is born woke, but for him to morph into this like very kind of scoldy figure, just to find out that of course, back then he actually did something, you know, I, I'm, I bet that this isn't his only instance. This is just the one we heard about. Oh, of alleged. course, of course. Alleged. like that's like with every single predator is like it's like nobody fucking says anything because they have so much influence 
And then mm-hmm. when someone finally does say something, then it just like, I don't know, it's just like a tidal wave of stuff coming out. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that came out that wasn't necessarily, you know, as bad, but him being like shitty to women trying to get their start and like writing about media in general. And then kind of like once Dem Farachi's advances were rebuffed or for whatever reason he got mad at them, he started being extremely shitty towards these women but you know men never got the same treatment and it's just like you know now and i predicted this 100 percent when (laughs) that happened i was talking to my sister and i was just like he's gonna come back and he's gonna use this healing you know as as a predator or whatever to be the exact same person he always was and he has been you know he can't be shitty in the same way that he used to to people because like he has to keep his account locked, otherwise he will get a flood of dunkings for his every post. Oh my god, that would be amazing. He he unlocked for like a month, and people just put him on like firehose blast for every <laughs> tweet he did, and every person that liked or <laughs> or responded to it, and he had to just like lock again, otherwise he was gonna just alienate everyone in his life because he needs that Twitter nice. account for his Patreon. Hmm. Oh, man. So I, I think that's it for today. I think that's, yeah, that's all the plenty. stuff we got. I don't know how long we talked about Devin Farachi, but that is 45 minutes more than we should have talked about him. <laughs> I think we only talked about it for like 10. But okay. yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to wrap things up. Sounds so, good. So, Reese, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at Your Very Good Bud on Twitter and on Twitch, also called Your Very Good Bud. All right, you can find me at 8Alton8 on Twitter. You can find my YouTube where I occasionally upload things. Haven't done it in several months at uh, Alton Plays. Where, well, eventually I'll put all the VODs on there. Sure, why not? I could promise things and not do them. If the presidential <laughs> candidate, if Joe Biden can, why can't I? <laughs> Alton's YouTube has tested negative for the deadly corona. <laughs> uh, all right, and... You can find our main account where we do episodes, announcements, and post silly memes at Vigatwito on Twitter. And you can find our website at videogamesaretheworst.pinecast.co. Uh, and check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Vigatwito. And we have really stepped up the Patreon posting in 2020. We have a fucked up... Mountain Dew Horror Story episode that I don't think we're ever going to unlock because it's too personal and weird. It's fuck it. it's one of our best episodes though, for sure. Absolutely. Um we have an ongoing Let's Play series where we play uh Disco Elysium role playing the spiritual successor to Leisure Suit Larry, and occasionally yeah. uh I throw a couple writings up there about things that I've played that don't really fit into video games or okay, maybe, or uh, these other discussions. All right. So without further ado, let us read the names of our glorious patrons. Let's do it. Lan, Mike, Jarhead Kuntz, Jack Sammons, Nick Rubin, Eggs, Tholos, New Dark Cloud, Nathan Melby, Kyle Reederman, Tom Devan, the video game man. Oh, fuck. Pretty Fly for a Wife Guy, a.k.a. Conky, Robert Miles, Dissonant Dragon, Higgins the Seagull, and last but not least, Jordan. Thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. Your patronage is what makes this possible. It's the only thing that gets us up (laughs) from bed, from our gamer beds where we've all contracted the coronavirus. 100%. Um, It's it's not a grift if uh, you weep. For several hours uh, before you podcast. <laughs> All right. So until next time, bye everyone. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs>